Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Dry Bar Comedy Podcast, the only podcast that's funny for everyone, where you get to hang out with some of your favorite dry bar comedians. I'm one of your hosts, Jordan Macon. And I'm the other host, as usual, Taylor Nielsen. And Taylor Nielsen's really taking 2024 seriously. New year, new you, right, Taylor? (laughs) Well, new gravelly voice, yeah. Yeah. I got something going on. How are those resolutions going? Um... I wrote them down in a Google Doc. Nice. So they're written somewhere. Share that with me and I'll keep tabs. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> Thanks for holding me accountable. For sure. And if you had any resolutions, I'd do uh, the same for you. Do you? No. Nope. Those lead to <laughs> disappointment and regret, so I'm just going to keep okay, on Okay, it makes my job easier. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for checking in. <laughs> All right. Uh, should we uh, jump to our clip today, see who our guest going to be? Yeah, let's jump to our clip. People always ask me if this bracelet is one of those copper... Magnetic healing bracelets. I'm like, oh, does that thing work? <laughs> like, oh yeah, man, I was in a wheelchair last week. <laughs> this, this thing's been kicking some butt for me, man. <laughs> I'm gonna put it on this arm next week. Actually, I better take it off soon. You know, I don't want to get too bitter. <laughs> I might mess up my gig, you know. Well, you know who that was. Uh, you've seen him on Last Comic Standing. You've seen him on America's Got Talent. He has two beloved dry bar specials. Give it up for Josh Blue. Well, hello. How you fellas doing? Great, man. Good, Thanks for man. coming out. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. I'm of course. Of course. as always. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like you're, are you, is that the very bracelet from the Oh, from yes. The bed? That is it. Yeah. I have this since I was uh, 15. Wow. It's from um, Senegal, West Africa. I got it for my birthday when I was living there. That's cool. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Why, why were you living there? Uh, my dad's a professor, so I got to live there for a whole year when I was 15 and 16. So. Well, wow, that's cool. Really cool, uh, cool experience. Definitely changed my life for the better. Yeah. <laughs> that's sweet. What kind of professor? Is uh, he was teaching American Lit at the time, but in the States he was a French and Italian professor. Okay, interesting. Do they speak French in Senegal? Yeah, Senegal, yeah. yeah. French is the colonial language, and then the native language is Wolof. And I also speak that uh, pretty, not fluently, but enough to start a fight. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That's what you need in any country is yeah. enough to <laughs> yeah. find the bathroom and start a fight. Fisticuffs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jordan is, or has been a professor as well, right? You've taught uh, at a university. Yeah. And not, people will always get up. People that are professors would get very mad at calling me a professor. Because <laughs> most people that teach at a university aren't professors. Professors like the top tier. Like you have to get tenure. Right. You have to do, oh. do a dissertation, PhD. There's a lot of instructors at universities. Right. Mm-hmm. But students call me professor. 
Right. Do I stop them? No. Okay. no. Of course not. <laughs> take what you can. But for but... someone that's actually a professor to be like, I'm also one, I'm like, ah, now I got a master's in communication, so <laughs> they yeah. let me teach public speaking. <laughs> Instructor's not quite as lofty of a term, is it? No. 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 It sounds like a step below teacher. <laughs> more of a friend than anything, yeah, yeah. just more than a teacher. Sounds yeah. like the guy that would get the professor a coffee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just snap for your instructor to show up. Sorry, my mic keeps flying away from me. <laughs> Sorry. It doesn't Speak. like your breath. Ugh, bad. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I assume your dad was probably full PhD. Yeah, professor. tenured, yeah, all that. So, yeah. retired now, but yeah, he was definitely a good long career, probably almost 50 years of teaching. That's cool. My dad speaks uh, 13 languages. So he's a. Genuine a genius. Thirteen. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, smartest guy I know for sure. Wow. I mean, he's old now, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying he's less smart. He just can't recall it quite as well. Yeah, you know? man, it's still up there though. So yeah. Do you know off the top of your head what those languages he speaks are? So it's all the uh, Romance languages, you know, French, Spanish, Italian, uh, and then just so many Russian. Well, the f- uh, I mean, there's just so many Romanian. It's just like, why yeah. do you even speak these? Why do you- yeah, and how do you pick which ones you want to speak to? <laughs> exactly. I'm like, do you ever get that confused? <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, you know, he's and like I said, he's just a super genius. He told me that the first time he taught Italian, he was only two chapters ahead of his students. So he was what? like teaching himself. As he went. Yeah, he, wow. he's a genius then. That's insane, yeah. But how many comedy specials does he have? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and if he did, they're not funny. <laughs> he, but he, he's writing the jokes in his mind in, right before he <laughs> yeah, tells right. them. In yeah. different languages. In different, <laughs> yeah, he's two minutes ahead of the audience. Yeah, so I, I have, uh, I'm the youngest of four, and all of us speak at least three languages in the family. So it's pretty oh, cool. It's legitimately so impressive to me because I can't. I took three years of Spanish and I was like, I will never learn another language in right. my yeah. life. Yeah, I, I barely I have it. this one mastered. Yeah. No, I don't have it mastered. Yeah, I mean, the way I t- <laughs> if you watch this podcast, it's clear I don't have a mastery <laughs> no, in the English man. language. <laughs> <laughs> talking. In your uh, special, that guy in the clip you saw him laughing front row oh yeah that guy was dying the whole time but the the one part he really loses it is your pigeon joke oh, where yeah. you say you caught a pigeon oh yeah yeah and he it, it takes up so much time for him to stop laughing have you yeah. ever gotten a response like that before on that oh, joke for sure i mean that joke is a classic uh heavy hitter for sure so uh yeah no that that joke is uh one of my first jokes uh it's on my first special i believe so it's like Pretty, pretty, pretty old school joke, but it's still tried and true. Yeah, yeah, you know. But it was funny just watching him try to recover and you trying to gauge when should I start doing bits again? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't want to kill that guy. Yeah, you don't want to kill people. <laughs> it's fun though. It's fun to destroy people with laughter. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Did you uh, ever connect with that guy after or uh, learn his name or? Anything? Uh, I don't think so. No, I don't think he came up or anything. <laughs> <laughs> he was afraid of what would happen if you channeled all your comedy power just yeah, on just, him. Uh, yeah, explode. <laughs> <laughs> Could have killed him. Yeah. Could have been over. 
So the genesis of that bit is that people asking you about your um, my bracelet. Bracelet. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it really is. A, you know, people always just thought it was one of those ones that, uh, you know, for healing, and it's just just decorative. Right. I mean, actually, in Senegal, these two uh, balls on the end are supposedly protective from evil spirits. Has it been working? Cool. Uh, nope. I got, <laughs> got the devil deep inside. <laughs> Just kidding. Dry bar. <laughs> Just kidding. It's uh, no, uh, yeah. I, I don't know. It's uh, it definitely. I mean, and uh, just to be uh, upfront, this isn't the exact one that I had when I was sixteen. Because right. over the years, I've given them to several girlfriends. <laughs> I have to go back to Senegal and get another one. <laughs> I feel like they should give them back. I do too, man. But they never do. Did you ask for them back? No. no. <laughs> Not that shallow. <laughs> I'd rather fly to Africa than buy a new one. <laughs> That's funny. That's great. So you, um, you touch on... Your uh, cerebral palsy, also. Oh, that really rolled off your tongue, didn't it? It's a rubble That's going back to the my yeah, uh, mastery of the English, English language. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of syllables in those words. <laughs> Do you have it as well? <laughs> I'm not diagnosed. Maybe I could be peer diagnosed. I don't no, know. No, you're not like us. <laughs> um. So I mean that has obviously informed your comedy and, and everything. Yeah, I mean, uh it's interesting because obviously I have cerebral palsy and I I have to talk about it, you know what I mean? It's right. like uh you know, coming from my point of view. So it's uh one of those things that's like um over my career I've actually had some pushback and people like, Oh, you talk too much about palsy and I'm like this is my life. This is what yeah, I know. Right. Like I tried to do it from a Southern Bell point of view, but <laughs> that didn't work quite as well. You know, so, uh, yeah. So it's it's one of those things where it's like talk about what you know, and this is what I know, and and then anybody who has that criticism of me hasn't really seen my show because right. I'm a stand-up comedian that happens to have cerebral palsy, and uh, you know I just talk about my life and everything. <laughs> These are real experiences that happen to me. Like, very little <laughs> of my show is made up, you know? Right. Like, your first time doing comedy, did you talk about it? Or is that something you learned to integrate? I learned later to integrate it. It wasn't uh, my first thing. And then, uh, then the more I did it, the more I realized people wanted me to talk about it. And it's like, the more honest you can be on stage, the more people can relate to it and... Uh, maybe you don't have cerebral palsy, but you have something in your life that holds you back or whatever, uh, and people just really appreciate the honesty and, and um, just not being afraid to talk about the truth of the situation, you know? Yeah. Right. Right, and have you, you've, have you had people talk about them appreciating you, like sharing about your experience, people who also have... I'm not going to try and say it again because I'm Come afraid. on. Let's do it. Let's do it. I, cerebral palsy. Nailed it. Okay. I, was, I was wonderful. That was You've come better. a long way yeah. this podcast. I feel better already about this podcast. <laughs> Someone has learned something today. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, you know, man, over my career, I've had so many people reach out, either with palsy or with whatever. Again, everybody, in my opinion, has something that they struggle with. And, uh, <laughs> you gestured to me first, and then you felt uh, like you had to gesture to me. Well, Taylor. no, I mean, both of you clearly <laughs> yeah. have some issues going on. I'm just lucky mine is visible, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So no, but that's it. It's like uh, I mean, how many people over the years? Uh, I get like six, at least, you know, six a day on uh, social media, just saying, "Hey, thank you for putting us in the limelight and and uh, making it more uh, more of a comfortable thing for us to just live our lives." And it, again, it's people that don't even have disabilities say stuff all the time like seeing you do what you do gave me the courage to pursue painting or whatever they wanted to do and and again I'm like well why did you need me to do that but if, if <laughs> but you, you did but if, if that's what you took from my show because I'm fine with it you know <laughs> like, yeah it's cool, it's cool to, to be able to change people's lives right that's awesome uh in your special you talk about being on the Paralympic soccer team. Yeah, Taylor here plays soccer. Really? Well, not actively <laughs> yeah. not right now. But I. Um, so we were talking soccer before the. Yeah, I, I played in high school. I played soccer. Oh, nice. Yeah, mm -hmm. a beautiful game, wonderful sport, uh, and you know, getting to be a Paralympian is pretty amazing. I was in the '04 Paralympics in Athens, Greece. And, That's so cool. Uh, I played. Probably, I think I was on the team for eight years, which is pretty cool, and. Uh, you know, I never played on any team before that. Uh, I just, I tried out in junior high for soccer, and they cut me from the team, which was, like, pretty devastating yeah. in a young, young man's life. And uh, I just, like, even, like, I always said this about junior high, like, so let me come to practice, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. you don't have to put me in, but let me excel and learn the game and, Learn the uh, learn what it's like to be on a team and part of something and right. um, and then the other funny part of that is like I'd love to talk to that coach that cut me because I can guarantee you none of those players made it as far as I did yeah. In, yeah. in soccer you know and and uh, it's really interesting because I I didn't find the Paralympics till I was twenty two or twenty three years old. Which is a total bummer. It's it's a lot more well known now, but if I had known about this when I was a teen, I could have been on the team for right. fifteen years and and just become um, yeah. a much better player. But um, travel all all over the world playing soccer and representing the U.S. and uh, what an amazing experience! And, uh, that's cool. So that's you really cool. hadn't been part of a team at all until mm -hmm. you were part of the Olympic team. Yeah, that's wild. Which is pretty, <laughs> wow. pretty crazy. Which you know says a lot about my soccer skills or the fact that there's just a very shallow player pool. <laughs> <laughs> right. What position did I was you play? striker? Uh, oh, cool. Forward up. What were you, Taylor? Um, I was striker. Uh, no. You were a defender, I can say. <laughs> uh, left back. Yep. Left yeah. out. And <laughs> all right, I got I got some game I got some game time. I got some play all time. Right, Josh, I believe all right. you. I believe you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but I, when I was younger I used to play uh, forward. Yeah. And then 
something happens. Then he never made you a goal. Got, I feel like I got too long. You got big. You're tall. You're, yeah, you're and then, but I'm pretty fast though. Still, I or I am pretty fast. I was playing capture the flag with my family the other weekend, and I was kind you of a star them? player. Yeah. Oh, yeah, what a flex yeah. that is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I used to my be... nephew was crying by the end of it. it was Good, awesome. that's a sign of success. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I used to be really quick. Uh, I was, um, I'm not a distance runner at all. I cannot run long, but like within a 10 to 15 yards, I was like the fastest, like startup guy on the team. Yeah. yeah. I could could just get to the ball quicker than anybody else. Just the instinct of, uh, just going and smacking the ball into the goal. Yeah. Um, That's pretty cool. And again, like being on the Paralympic team, I found the Paralympics at the same time I started finding stand-up in the real world. Like, I started in college, but when I moved to Denver, I, I found the comedy club, and I, I just started, and it was weird. as like, within, like, a one-month period, I became <coughs> a Olympic team, and then I started doing professional shows of stand-up. Wow. Wow. And it was like, and it was like, I got on two rocket ships at the same time that were heading in opposite directions. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Because uh, comedy is not really known for uh, getting up early and jogging. You know <laughs> totally. Like, yeah. uh, and uh, it was weird because obviously stand-up is my career and my life. And uh, it's just funny because I was on the Olympic team, but it was kind of just my... Side thing that <laughs> I did. I just did. I'm an Olympian on the side. <laughs> yeah, on the side. I don't That's know. amazing. Yes. I, yeah. <laughs> I do want to talk about your path to comedy, but I, I had a couple of questions about um, being in the Olympics. Yeah. Which country was the meanest? Uh, man, there was. Uh, so we <laughs> we got beat by everybody pretty much, <laughs> but um, the top three at the time was. Russia, Ukraine, and Brazil, and they were all mean, man. Really? Yeah. Like, at the Olympics? Oh, and then uh, Argentina, uh, in the semifinals, Argentina was playing Brazil, and they got in a bench-clearing brawl. <laughs> it was Whoa. Like, it was insane. It was so crazy, and like, you know... Just picture a bunch of guys with palsy and strokes <laughs> and stuff. Just a left and another left and another left and another left and another left. I mean, it was insane. And we only played seven aside with smaller fields. Right. So after that, uh, <laughs> so many players got kicked out of the game. It was two on three, full field. <laughs> Wow. The craziest thing. It's a lot of red cards. Yeah, yeah there was a lot of red cards and a lot of running. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. So were you there? Wow. You were there watching the brawl? Yeah, I was in the stands for that one, yeah. Were you cheering for one side or the other? I really didn't like either side, so I was hoping. You were hoping for more violence. Yeah, yeah I, I think we were already disqualified, so, or, you know, they already yeah. uh, knocked yeah. us out of the game so it didn't really matter but it was fun to watch that's funny were there any countries that were cool they like you're like oh i would hang out with canada or whatever uh yeah canada's cool the irish and the scottish were really fun and then the english were fun yeah Um, and then uh yeah i mean we definitely had 
my first tournament that I ever played in was in Holland, and we we won that tournament. It's the only men's team to win outside of the U.S. Like any tournament. That's cool. Wow. Any U.S. men's team, and uh, I it was my first tournament, and I scored three goals in the tournament, and like they were like dubbing me as the new phenom that came in. And, yeah, and then um, it was cool. We were in the finals versus England, and they were giving me a lot of the attention, like, defensively. And uh, what they didn't realize is that the star player is this dude named Josh McKinney, and he's so good. So I, we made it to overtime in the game, and I, I toe-poked a ball off their player, and I passed it back to one of our defenders, and then he kicked it over the top to Josh McKinney, and he finished the game for us. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> And just uh, this is uh, really exciting for me and obviously for Josh, but he is uh, getting into the Hall of Fame in a couple months for U.S. men's soccer. So it's pretty cool. It's really a cool thing. And so uh, he's one of the, I think, I don't know if he still has this record, but he has the most goals of any men's, U.S. men's player uh, ever. Like able body disable cool. anything so. wow. and only because they were all paying attention to you that's yeah. the only reason you got it right <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's my assist that i give him all the time <laughs> i stole a couple goals off him once in one tournament i he was shooting the ball and i jumped to hit it and it just it went through my hair it touched my hair and then went in the goal. no way and, and that I, got, I got credit for the goal that's amazing and then another goal against russia <laughs> He smacked it so hard, and it hit the crossbar and went straight down and hit me in the chin and went in the <laughs> Man, it's that... I want the, this highlight reel. Yeah, yeah, it was great. You gotta, that's why you got to have big hair in that yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's, it's all about the hair, team in, hair. Intercept any kind of yep. point, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. So how many years did you do uh, I think it's team? about eight years, yeah. Cool. Which wow. is, again, pretty amazing to... Get to travel the world and and represent the country, and then, uh, but again, I was also doing Last Comic Standing at the time and doing all this amazing comedy wow. stuff. So, so it was a, a ride for sure. <laughs> well, tell us a little about how you got started in comedy, then. So I started in college. Actually, um, I went to the Evergreen State College in Olympia, Washington. Ah, okay. my wife's from there. I've, I've I'm from Washington originally. Oh yeah, cool. So that's like a really cool artsy. Yeah, it's college, very right? liberal arts school. Uh, and uh, I got into a lot of creative writing at first, and then I did a lot of theater, and then I just started getting the idea that I could do stand up and. Uh, at Evergreen, you can create your own courses and majors, and I, I created a stand-up course and basically uh, said I would do, like, you just find a professor that will sign off on the curriculum that you uh-huh. prepare for right, yourself, right. and basically it was, you know, watching Richard Pryor and <laughs> all the greats on VHS tapes and studying them, and, and, then, wow. uh, and then I said I'd get my own show every week, and I found a band that was playing a coffee shop, and they asked me to do the 10 minutes between the first band and the second band. And um, it was amazing within. So I did the first time coffee shop had 
standing room only, and the first band went on, then I did my 10 minutes, and then everybody left. <laughs> <laughs> and then that happened two weeks in a row, and the owner was, was like, look, man, they're clearly just here to see you. They don't <laughs> right. care about these bands. That's and awesome. She gave me my own Josh Blue Hour every Wednesday, uh, and I did, this is insane, I did a new hour every week. How? Yeah. That's insane. How old were you at this time? I was, uh, I believe, 21, <laughs> which is in, yeah, yeah, as, yeah. as a comedian, yeah. I know that that's not what you do, but I didn't know that <laughs> right. at the time. I didn't even know you were supposed to say the same jokes until you work them out. I just thought you just went up there and... And I, I was doing a lot of, like, storytelling and stuff like that. And I, I had so many experiences from uh, living in Senegal, and and uh, I was a camp counselor at a camp for inner-city youth for three years, so there's a lot of uh, material there <laughs> as a palsy guy, as a camp counselor, you know? Um, so that was insane. I, and I don't know even know how I did that or... Uh, I do have some VHS uh, of those and unwatchable. Unwa- <laughs> unwatchable. But people must have liked it. Uh, if you yeah, were, my, people were coming and, out. Yeah, and uh, and it continued. People would come and it'd be standing room only in this coffee shop just to see me. So crazy! Wow. And were these a lot of these people your classmates or I had friends? And I'm you know I don't. I kind of was like Evergreen is not like a popular, like there's no sorority or you know frat houses. It's just like the the artsy of the artsiest people. You know, it's just like. But I was kind of like the big man on campus, which, I, which, isn't like what it sounds. Just everybody knew me, and I'm just very personable to everybody. I say hello to everybody and. And then over the years, I just became like everybody knew who I was, and and then they just came out and supported. It was really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. So we've interviewed a lot of comedians, but you're the first with an actual degree in comedy. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm the yeah, only. Yeah. I'm the only person in the world that is actually working in the field I studied. That's amazing. <laughs> That's the first I've I've heard about people making their own. Degrees, but not to that extent. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So yeah, I got credit for it, and then um, I did a final project on campus, just basically an open show to whoever wanted to come out, and, and just said, "Hey, this is." And it was weird because, it, you know, I I don't know about you fellas, but like when you first do stand up or you see it as a kid, you don't realize it's a thing that you can actually do. You just kind of see someone like a big name, and you're like, wow, how do they do that, you know? Right. And then it's not till later when you start seeing other people do it, like at open mics, and like, well, that guy can do it. I can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> I didn't have any of that. I just was like doing it, and it just was fun. And I mean, I had the worst stage fright of anybody ever. Like, it was oh, really? terrifying. I hated it. I was so self-conscious of my disability and people judging me for that. And then... uh but then I just, uh, just when I got on stage, something else took over, and I just was like channel. I never write anything down. Like I've never written one joke down. I just 
uh, wow. oh. have these ideas and then um, just take them to stage and hammer them out and remember what I said, show to show, and next time I make the joke better. You know? That's right. impressive. That's weird. You feel like you learned a lot in those doing those hour shows or you learn more later when you had to do like tighter spots and i think i mean definitely like that was the groundwork of like filling time and going oh, what am i gonna say now <laughs> yeah. you know like this is insane what am i doing um but it wasn't until i moved to denver and then found the comedy scene there uh and that's a very interesting like story in itself like a I got a day job. I had a day job for six months of my whole adult life. Like, I got out of college. I was working at a day program for, like, as a, a daycare for adults with uh, severe mental and physical disabilities. And right. Very worthy job, but it just wasn't for me. And I, I just kept going back to, like, I want to do comedy. I want to do comedy. And then I was on what I thought was a date, <laughs> with, a, with a co-worker and we were downtown Denver walking around and uh, in Denver there's a 16th street mall which is just like the street that goes through the heart of Denver and I heard stand up being pumped in on some speakers and I like was drawn to the speakers and I, and I just went inside and it was a, like an open mic stand-up show. And I was like, who's in charge here? I want to go on right now. And they're like, okay, buddy, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Whatever, kid. And I was like, I was like, I just was like, I know I'm funnier than this dude right now. Yeah. And then the guy was like, okay, well, this show's all booked, but this next Wednesday is a competition at this bar. And uh, I was like, I'm there. And I went, and I got second place my first time up. Wow. And uh, the only reason I got second was because the guy that won brought more people. I was right. clearly, like, I blew You the, did better, but then... Yeah, but yeah. the politics, and then... Did you do your usual hour, or was it No, it was a like tighter? a 10-minute <laughs> Is the guy that won still around? No, never seen um Vinny Montez. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, no, and then uh, I did that competition every week after that. Like uh, every, It was like a monthly competition, but there were other ones around. And then uh, that guy beat me again the next week, and then... I just won everything else after that. Like, nobody was touching me. Like, it was crazy. <laughs> and then I found Comedy Works, which is the one of the best clubs in the country, downtown Denver. I just ride my bike around, and I didn't even... It was before, you know, your cell phone, where you can just Google, like, right, yeah. where's the comedy club? I just... I came upon it, and I was standing there, and this is one of those moments in my life where it's so crazy, where... There's all these posters of upcoming comics. I was just standing there daydreaming, and this couple walks up, and they're looking at the upcoming shows. And I look at them, I go, my face is going to be in this window one day. And they were like, we believe you. And it was like, most people would have been like, okay, buddy, we sure, believe you. Yeah, but yeah. they said it like in a way that was like, they the way I said it, they believed it. And within two months, my face was in that window. 
It's insane. That's such a cool story. Yeah, it's really wow. cool. And then Comedy Works had a big um, open mic contest, new talent, new faces contest, and I won that my first time through. And there were like a thousand people try out for that. Yeah, so, wow. And I won that, and then it was just no looking back. I was uh, uh, embedded into that club, and they took me under the wing, and basically, uh, I. I was like a 10-minute bike ride from the comedy club. I went there probably six nights a week, whether I was on or not. And they would just let me come and sit in the back, and I'd just drink Budweiser's and watch comedy. That's awesome. And, uh, you know, and um, what a learning process of, uh, you know, getting to see a headliner and see like four or five of their shows in a weekend and watch how they grow in the week or or don't grow and and then being part of the staff where you're just kind of like watching the servers interact with that headliner and like and like if they're talking trash about them behind their back like this guy didn't tip he's rude to us or versus the people like we love when this guy's here and like to kind of take that information and put it into my budding career and just be like and realize that like yes i'm the comedian but i'm only a cog in the machine at the comedy club like right like they're already a working machine but you're the one that comes in and makes it go but you're not you're not the star of the thing you know he it's an interesting um, philosophy, I think, of to to like, because whenever people are like cocky about their doing stand up, I'm like, you're an idiot. <laughs> you don't really understand what this is about. Because uh, like to me, like I'm here at uh, you know Wise Guys this weekend, and when I see the staff at the end of the night, and they're all like. You sold out the show, and we all made money. Thank you so much. Like, that is almost bigger than, like, selling out the show for me. Yeah, It's just a cool thing that everybody benefited from what I do. No, that's awesome. Yeah, my friend, you probably know Alex Voluto, but he always say, comedy is really just a con to sell nachos. (laughs) (laughs) That kind of is a humbling way to look at it. Like, we're just there so they can make some money. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, so that makes a perspective. So tell us all the comedians that they really hated, the staff. <laughs> <laughs> the list just is kidding. too long. <laughs> no, it's just, I mean, again, it's just a type of, uh, you know, if you're arrogant and cocky and don't treat the staff like people. Yeah. That definitely, and you know what's interesting, too, is I found that the staff really has a lot to say with your success because they're the ones that watch every show. They're the ones that go back to the higher-ups and go, yeah, this kid is really funny, he's a sweetheart, and he tips well, and he stays out of our way, you know? Right. So um, that's I, I also tell that to, to young comics. Like, they're like, what can I do? I'm like, the best thing you can do is go to comedy and sit there and watch it. Yeah. Because so many people nowadays, I see them... They they get a little uh, heat on them and they think they're a big deal. They come do their set and then they leave. And I'm like, that's not what it is. You stay there and watch the show and watch how this headliner uh, uh, shakes hands afterward or talks to anybody. You know, it's like, because I always think that um, being a successful comedian, 
being funny is like the third thing on the list. Mm. Yeah. You know, you can be the funniest person in the world, but. That's really inspiring for Taylor to hear, actually. Yeah. No. Okay, look, can we bump that down a few more notches for my sake? Yeah, 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 for you. Just be a nice guy. Yeah. And then we'll put mastery of the English language yep. below that. Yeah, that's definitely things to work for, man. You mentioned watching Pryor for your undergrad in comedy. Were there any headliners that you remember seeing early on going to the comedy club that like were inspirations or really helpful? Sure. I mean, uh, this is back in the day when uh, Brian Regan was still doing clubs. Yeah. And like watching wow. that guy come in and like, you know, it's it's interesting. Uh, you see somebody come in and they'll, they'll sell out four of the five shows. And then the next time they come through, they're adding a show. And then mm-hmm. the next time they come through, they're... They're, everything's sold out within minutes of it going on sale, and then they're gone to a theater, mm-hmm. you know? And I've seen so many comics do that. Like, um, I mean, I know he's not really well-respected in the industry anymore, but Carlos Mencia was the same thing. That guy was a beast. He would come in and, I mean, sell out six, seven shows in a week, and... And people would wait in line, and he'd do six-hour shows, and people would still wait in line to see right. the guy. And then, and then he went to theaters, and like it, you know, there's so many, uh, so many comics that I've seen take that path. But what's interesting is that path goes up to a certain point, and then you start coming back the same yep. path. Mm-hmm. So like now, Mincy is playing theater or uh, clubs again, you know. So it's like. Right. You know, and I, I'm sure you've heard it. Be nice to the people on the way up because you're going to see them again on the way down. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's yeah. very true, you know. And Brian Regan's one of those guys. Like, I was hanging out at Wise Guys when, I, when he had just done the Delta Center. Yeah. And he came and hung out after. Right. But he walked into Wise Guys with people hanging out in the lounge, and he just made sure to introduce himself to, like, every single person there. Yeah. And I'm like, and he looks so tired, too, because I'm like, he yeah. just did a huge show. Yeah. But I was that's so impressed amazing. with, like, Wow, he really like wants people to feel welcome around him. I mean, and he was one of the ones that I really uh, admired because that is who he is. He would walk in, look you in the eye, shake your hand, uh, ask you your name, and just so humble and so kind. And, yeah. But just a powerhouse. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know? uh-huh. And, you know, he's not coming back through the club <laughs> no <laughs> that's, that's one of the guys yeah. that's gonna be a, a star forever yeah and rightly absolutely so, you know rightly so he'll never have to face all those people he burned along the way <laughs> yeah yeah. No. yeah but but again he but he didn't burn anybody i know that's he, what i'm saying no, so no, nice. I know, but that's it like he didn't have to he didn't have either. to be nice really right, but he but he's, is he's just his nature and you know that's so cool so you so you started uh, headlining at Comedy Works, mm-hmm. and then can you talk about your your path leading up to you know recording your first dry bar special? I mean that was uh, you know I don't even remember what year that was probably what four years five years ago. I'm not even sure. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of stuff in between there <laughs> for sure. Um, you know, I just, uh, you know, Last Comic Standing was the thing that really put me on the map as far as uh, being able to sell tickets, you know, and I won that in 06. Okay. Which is crazy That's to say. Awesome. That's 
18 yeah. years ago. Yeah, that's crazy <laughs> to think about. That's <laughs> uh, nuts. But um, that show really, really put me on the map, you know. Um, and then I, I, I did the same thing. Then all of a sudden, I'm selling out theaters. Right. I'm selling out every show at the clubs and stepping in, you know, stepping up to theaters. And then, um, you know, the, there's a when you do something big like that, there's a huge spike, and then it, it's hard to maintain that level. And I kind of came to that conclusion. I was like, wow, I hit a really high mark early in my career. Right. And it's going to be hard to maintain this level of that. But to my credit, it didn't necessarily go like back down. It was just more like a gradual thing. And as I went, little bumps would come back and push me back up. Right. And then like dry bar, you know, that came along. And you know, dry bar has been around for a while now, right? I mean, it's been yeah, yeah, almost ten years. And I remember when it first came out, and um, you know, I'm not known for my dryness. Um, I'm not like a vulgar comic but I'm definitely like to swear and yeah uh, Yeah. you know so um, that's been an interesting ride for me because people you know I think what is my first special has 20 million views now which is pretty crazy but then I think sometimes people see me that saw me on Last Comic Standing and America's Got Talent and Dry Bar and they think that I'm a clean comic where I'm not, again, I'm not like vulgar, but I right. like to say swear words. I, <laughs> right. I think they're like a condiment to the meal. <laughs> it's not the meal. It just adds a little flavor. A little spice, a little yeah. flavor, yeah. Yeah, and it's just how I naturally talk, too. So right, yeah. I've been I've been biting my tongue this whole time. <laughs> You've done a pretty good job. Well, thanks. You've done a pretty good job. <laughs> Was that a hard adjustment Cause I know you've done clean stuff for like um, other maybe shorter things, but for the dry bar to do like full twenty five minutes was that well, hard I or do, no? I do um, a lot of corporate stuff, and, and uh, they want you to be clean. But I've always been able to walk the line where I was. Yeah. <laughs> where dry bar is different, where they'll you know they'll penalize you if you don't <laughs> be clean. Whereas in yeah. a Whereas in like a corporate event, if I say a couple of swear words here and there, you can be maybe upset. But, HR might but, frown a little. But if I get a standing ovation at the end, yeah. you can't really say <laughs> too much that. about that. <laughs> yeah, you know? totally. So yeah, and again, it's like you know, I can I can curtail it for X amount of time. Maybe not my favorite way of doing stand up, but I can do it. Right. And you make it look natural, like it's like it's not even a sweat. To right. Me. Well, you know, again, I've been doing this twenty years, so it's uh, a <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, and he was I, doing hours right off the bat. Every yeah, week. yeah. Jeez. <laughs> right off the gate. <laughs> Isn't that insane? <laughs> so really cr- is wild. So crazy. So yeah. stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Well, uh, we're really happy to have you back here. Yeah, Josh, and it's. I'm. Thanks for coming by and seeing us while you're in town. My yeah. pleasure, guys. Well, I'm looking forward to my next dry bar. 
We us too. I'm looking at you guys. Oh, yeah, if it was <laughs> up to me, if I had any power, if it was yeah, up to me, you would but, do one every week. <laughs> a, an hour every week, a clean hour. A clean hour. Yeah, it'd be a clean I mean, hour. I'm gonna have week. to dry out some of my material. <laughs> <laughs> do you have anything you want to plug or mention before we get out of here? Uh, as always, you know, you can find me on social media, Josh Blue uh, Comedy. It's my name and what I do. <laughs> um, that's across all platforms and then uh, I have my specials are on Amazon Prime uh, I got four there and I have a new one coming out hopefully within a few months so uh, keep an eye out it's called Freak Accident so I don't know where it will be but you'll know it when you see it <laughs> very cool well, we're excited awesome. to see it Hell yeah. mm-hmm. awesome thank you for joining us and uh my pleasure. Keep working on that you know, language. <laughs> <laughs> Cerebral palsy. Well done. Sir. There we go. <laughs> wow. We've all, we've all grown, or rather, just me. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for for tuning in, and uh, check, make sure to check the website for new specials. Hopefully, a Josh Blue special coming out mm-hmm. sometime in the future, and uh, merch and other shows. Thanks, guys, for tuning. In. We'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.